Like, obviously back then times, there wasn't really MP3s. It was all CD times. And I loved music from from young. So I'd literally, just, these were lime, lime wire days. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've, got, I've got loads of viruses on my, on my computer. Trust me. Um, uh, literally, yeah, so I was literally just downloading mix CDs, bang them all in a CD, going to school, sell them for £2 a CD. Mm. I was getting I was getting a box of blank CDs, probably like 30 for a tenner. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So selling CDs £2 a pop, See. I was making a good markup. Um, so that's that's where it started from a young age, in school, just kind of saw the opportunity. Yeah. I'd always be ranting and raving about music and I'd be like, oh yeah, I need that song, I need yeah. that song, Ray Saw an opportunity. Saw an opportunity yeah, and yeah. started selling them. And uh, you're doing two pound a CD when you're when you're 12, 13 years old. It's oh, like sweets on high school, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> made it. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Did you do the sweet game as well? No, that's one game I didn't do purely because my mum would drop me to school in the morning. Right, so I didn't have time to stop off oh, at yeah, Tesco yeah, or anything. Yeah. Plus, so, there was a load of other kids that was doing it anyway, so it was kind of like a saturated market. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Obviously, that wasn't a term we'd use in school, <laughs> but uh, obviously, people was killing it. Um, donuts, biscuits, yeah. loads of stuff they Fair were selling. Money, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Loads of money in it. Then, look, there was a kid um, on YouTube that, what, what did he make? He was making about, what was it? I think he made about 40 grand, 16 years old. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. so he, he was promoting it on his Snapchat, weren't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it just shows you, innit? Imagine back in the day. <laughs> see, now, like, even with social media, like, you can kill this weekend. Yeah. Send it to like, other schools and stuff, just literally do it proper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one thing I wish that I'd done, like, back in the school days mm. as well. Did you have, like, any other business ideas or any businesses that you've done while you were at school as well? Um, when I was in school, what else would I do? Um, <laughs> I've got a funny story about that. I don't think it's it's right. Trust me. Trust me. I know you expect. Yeah, I know you would have said that. Yeah, that's what you said to the top of But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's proper alts, proper alts. So where did this, where did this like mindset come from? Is that what I was about to ask? Noise. Um. From my dad is quite successful in terms of running businesses. Like he's done quite a few things um, in his time that have been successful businesses, and probably one of his biggest achievements was uh, creating Choice FM. So, um, and obviously, as everyone knows, that was a major. That was like the first. Do you know how he started Choice FM? <laughs> he like, was what him. Was the story? What was his story? I don't exactly? know the story exactly. Yeah. Like word to word, but it was pretty much started as a pirate. Him and his mate Neil, um, and at the time, there wasn't predominantly a radio station that would cater to the black audience. Yeah. Um, so it was it was a niche in the market yeah. at the time. So it was about giving the people what they need, mm-hmm. um, and obviously where he got it in the beginning, of course it was going to blow up and be yeah. probably one of the most successful businesses of its kind. It was definitely my favourite. Yeah, oh, back in the day, everyone everyone is into trust fund. Bro, it was the best. Yeah, yeah everyone. Like, our parents know about it. Yeah. Um, the, the parties that they put on, everyone. Mm-hmm. I went to loads of junior jams, under 18s party that Trust Fan would put on. That was pretty sick as well. So, from a young age, I was known in school as the boy whose dad was Trust Fan. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And so, kind of having 
that nickname and that tag, it kind of made me think, oh, like, you like you're part, of, you're, you're part of the business, mm-hmm. yeah. like that like everyone knows of. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So, not that I had, to, not that I felt like I had to live up to anything, yeah. but I felt like I don't want to be just known as the kid whose dad owns Choice of Fem. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I want to, I want to, I want to be known for something of my own. Um, I want to have my own name. Yeah. So um, it was about finding things and opportunities that would that 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 would be perfect for me. Yeah. Um, not everything that I've tried has been successful. Don't get me wrong. I've had loads of things fail. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah. It's a part of business at the end of the day. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But it makes you stronger and you learn from your mistakes. Um, but definitely like worth like having my dad as a role model definitely pointing me in the right direction to understand business. Yeah. Um, so were you like very like observant with what it was doing and stuff? I wasn't, or do you wish that you were more? I wasn't so observant because I didn't live with my dad from a young age. Right. So he was, he was always around, right. but it was me, my mum and my sister. Right. So, <clears throat> and at the time my mum was working for like a big travel agency at, at the time. Mm-hmm. She was like a account manager. But she was sick of what she did. So, like, your family is a successful family and you've kind of... Is that, is that like, you look up to them and that's what, what you aspire to be? To an extent. Yeah. I feel I look up to my dad more than my mum. Right. Purely because my mum's kind of got an attitude of when she's comfortable, she doesn't really strive for more. Right. So, for example, she'd been working in Harrods nearly four years and she's worked for Karen Millen probably six and she's been like a stylist for them for the whole time when she could have been general manager probably by now and like she's top of her company there's no one that sold more than her there's no one that sold more store credit cards than her she smashes it even in Harrods she's their top seller she wins awards at Harrods like she she's a good saleswoman like on like she just knows how to talk to people and make people feel comfortable Um, and which is really important. Yeah, which is important because that's, that's what you want when you're, when you're shopping. Um, and it's not easy because I've met people when I'm shopping who are just so like lifeless. They're there because they feel like they have to be there. They're not there because they want to be there. My mum's there because she wants to be there. Like mm. She's passed down managerial opportunities in her business because she's comfortable selling to people and she's comfortable being among the people because she's right. a people person. So yeah. I do understand that to an extent. Yeah. However... When you're such a vital asset to any business, mm-hmm. you could create your own role within that business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they feel that you're a major part of that business and they can't do what they do without you, they will try and accommodate something for you where you're doing more. Because yeah. um, my mum's 50-odd, so she's at a point in her life where she's worked hard for many years. She just wants to enjoy and just chill and just... Mm-hmm work she doesn't want to she doesn't want responsibility like mm-hmm. opening a store mm-hmm. having 10 people working under her and having to do monthly one-to-ones for example yeah it's all extra energy that do you know what i'm saying so yeah of course i do respect it but my dad for example even now he's jumped onto this um you know these companies like first utility and um it's like a it's like a what's it called herbal life but for energy, mm-hmm. right? So like they do like saving you like discount energy bills and insurance. Like they've the company called Economize. They do so much, mate. They've, they've recently partnered up with loads of businesses because they get discounted rates from them. Um, they do like commercial properties as well. 
and like they can save a lot of money. So it's just kind of like you switch and those sort of businesses. Mm -hmm. um, but the good thing about about the way that they do it is that anyone that works under you, if they bring anyone to the business, you make money. Yeah, and cool. It works like that. So it's a it's exactly like herbal life. But when herbal life started, no one really got it. Yeah. Right. Herbal life is huge now. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and this is going to be another one of those type of businesses. Yeah. And my dad's kind of recently jumped into the whole social media, social social media marketing mm -hmm. and social networking, mm -hmm. networking. So um, he's now starting to understand the power of social media, which is amazing for me because even like now, the last two days he's been at like a conference. Is he um, on social media now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's jumped on that. So he's he's kind of getting with the times and understanding Perfect. where today is going and which you have to do to be successful you have to mate, change your times that's you it. get left behind like that's it, it literally a lot that's the thing that a lot of people think that it's just for, for millennials mm. yes. yeah 100 yeah. percent. but it's for everyone nowadays everyone's on it yeah yeah that, it's actually mad yeah if you're not on it you're, you're losing, losing that yeah you're losing that because it's it's, it's free yeah. at the end of the day it doesn't cost you anything to whack a picture up yeah you know what i'm saying so well i think it's brilliant about that kind of story is that at, from a young age your dad let you know that there was another route, mm. like there was another route you could take, because for a lot of young people, all they have is like the traditional routes. The entrepreneur isn't something they're exposed right. to. No, but see, the thing is that's, that's different about me is the fact that that was drilled into me from a young age in terms of going to school, yeah. going to college, going to university. Okay. That's the way I was brought up. Okay. It was me that was like, nah, this right. ain't for me. Yeah, Because one thing that I realised from a young age, I love money. <laughs> right? yeah, 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 yeah. I love money. And going to college, going to uni, it's only going to prolong me right. getting them ready that I want right. out of life. Right. So, what were you like in school? <laughs> tell you what's funny, right? In probably secondary school, I was cool, not so much class clown. I went into my secondary school with the highest grade in science because in year six, I sat, I sat my level six paper. So, um, I went to walk to school with the highest grade. By year nine, <laughs> I had the lowest grade in science oh, in my year. Serious. Right? And what was it? Did that you get, did that you get, was. Did you, did you lose a brain cells along the way? Like, no, it was. <laughs> it was. It was probably distraction. Mm -hmm. I went to a mixed school right. as well, so mm -hmm. girls. And like I was too busy trying to like be like one of the boys, I kinda of lost interest in like studying. I just couldn't be asked to be honest, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I just wanted like the quick route to so success. What was your what was your goal during school then? Was it like just to somehow make some money? Or did you have like something that you wanted to become? My goal during school was I think I pretty much winged school, to be honest. <laughs> Being honest, I pretty much just took every day as it as it came. I didn't really have like the mindset of Oh, I need to make X, Y, Z because yeah. um, in school I was either selling CDs or yeah. selling trainers or and it was on the side anyway. So it was it was it was a nice little hustle that I had on the side. Yeah. Um, but it was at the time I wasn't taking it as serious as having a business. I was just seeing it as some other source of income, just right. some more pocket money. I can buy some trainers on the weekend. Right. So I wasn't really looking at it as right we need to do this and do that because we need this and we need that by then. Right. It was more so, oh, this is a decent opportunity. We can make some money for this. Let's test it out. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's give it a go. Yeah. If it didn't work, it didn't work. We should crack on to the next. Yeah. Um, so 
going through school, I was more interested in girls, I think. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. I was more interested in girls. That was the distraction. That was a distraction. And don't know why, the girls in my school were flipping. Trash. <laughs> Wrong, mate. <laughs> on Facebook now, and I look back and I'm thinking, like, mate, I actually asked you out, and I thought, when you pied me, yes. like, look yes. at me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> look at me now. Look Where at did me you now. go to school? Carl and Hackney. Okay. And I feel like that was another thing that kind of went wrong for me because when I was looking for schools, I actually got accepted at Westminster Abbey, right. so which is obviously one of the top, top schools in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't go that, we didn't go for that because I would have been travelling to school every day and once. So I'd been getting trained from like Milan to Westminster. My mum was a bit funny about it and yeah. Carmen Pole and Hackney was just down the road from us. Right. So, and that was all boys' school. So, I, I, I know my life would have been completely different had I gone to that school. Yeah. Um, it's quite, it's quite, because Hackney has that, like, it doesn't now, but I used to have that, like, bad stereotype. Of, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Very different. Yeah. Like, I went, so, you used to have that, that proper bad Mate, when I went to what school. What was it like for you? Mate, I had a really bad experience in school. Like, I got bullied pretty bad in school as well. Did you? Pretty bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very what, bad. What, 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 what age is that? Mate, from probably primary school, from primary school through to secondary school, I got bullied very bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and for what this was purely because of who my dad was as well. So, with that, people thought I was this little rich kid. Even though I wasn't, um, my dad was wealthy at the time, but you'd never know because he was very humble, very humble, not not flashy whatsoever. So, but I would get to drop to school in Mercedes. So and. When you go to school in Hackney, they look at you and think, oh, yeah, you've got money. So I got bullied pretty bad because of that. Literally, boys waiting for me after school. Really? Like, that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And going to school in Hackney, the boys are only flipping savages. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was a hard time for me. But to be honest, I feel like those experiences have kind of made me who I am today. Right. And, like, I come across as a very confident person now, but that's purely because of the knockbacks and mm. all the like shit I had to go through when I was growing up. Do you know what I mean? Like I remember like being in school and like trying like I remember like all the girls rating the boys on a piece of paper out of ten. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm all getting like fours and fives. Do you know what I mean? Just knocking my confidence and thinking, oh, <laughs> saying, like, like, fours and fives, like, nah. like halfway, like, like he's giving me a six, like, do you know what I mean? But and at that time, that's like the big, that's the biggest deal. Isn't yeah, it? it's a big deal uh, in no, school. That, that was it. Seriously, yeah, you're you're known as the boy if the girls are feeling you. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? And I wanted to be a boy in school, yeah, but yeah, I was yeah. never, I was never the boy. Do you know what I mean? So, but at the time. It was like proper, it'd make you feel a bit shit about yourself. Mm-hmm. But now looking back, I see that's just how school is. And that's just what it's like being in a school playground. Mm-hmm. And now the pressure must be even worse now that you've got social media and yeah, everyone's yeah. got an iPhone now. Yeah, the pressure to kind of be the boy or the girl in school must be crazy now. Yeah. Imagine just, the thing in school at the moment with like this comparing followers. That's it. Just comparing how many followers you got. Yeah, stuff like that would that. be a major thing in school. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was completely different. I am thankful for everything I've gone through. Yeah, because yeah, um, yeah, I wouldn't be half the person I am today if I didn't go through half the shit that I did go through. You know what I mean? Of course, that's fine. But I would never have thought, <laughs> never <laughs> ever. No, never. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Literally, no one, no one would have. And that's purely because of how 
open and confident I come across when I meet people. Mm. Um, so do you think that it was kind of you had to become confident as like kind of a shield and that's shaped you into who you are yeah, now most, yeah, you've become that now? Is yeah, it? because for so many years of my life I was really insecure right. and um, I wasn't, it wasn't until I started going to college I realised that I was kind of a boy, I was kind of a kid, you know what I mean? Especially when I started selling my trainers and I was rocking up with fresh kits and everyone wanted to, everybody wanted to know where I got my kicks from. Yeah. And I pulled this absolute salt in school. Absolute salt. Not in school, in, in college. That everybody wanted. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and I pulled yeah. a, there's me, Jermaine, skinny boy. Coming <laughs> in, do you know what I mean? My flashing bloody Air Force Ones. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, so, but to be honest, I do feel that like, that has shaped me into right. who I am today because I wouldn't be anywhere near as confident as I am now if it wasn't for those setbacks. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah. And what is going on today? What's 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 the business now? Yeah, what's what what's isn't going on? <laughs> isn't going on is the question. So there's so many things that I, I'm doing now, but let me start with like my styling actually first because uh, that was that's what I've been predominantly known for for mm -hmm. like years. Everyone's known me as like. Um, suave, smartly dressed. Quick one, what was your first job when you came out of school? I, I, that's actually a funny story actually. So, as I said, I went to college, right? right? And going to college, I went. I was doing AS English Literature, Business, ICT and Communications, right? Why ICT? ICT because I've got two uncles that are in IT and I've always wanted, and only from a young age, I would want to work in IT because right. Two uncles that are in the industry and they make loads of money. One's a global IT architect for HSBC, wow. and another one's a contractor that's worked for Cartier, International Watch Company, estate oh, agents, yeah. but right. makes crazy money. Do you know right. what I mean? So mm -hmm. I, I knew I wanted to do something in IT, that's hence why I did ICT. Mm -hmm. um, and the other one's obviously self explanatory. Were you good at it? I was good, at, I was good with computers from a young age because around the house we had a computer at home, and my mum got me and my sister on. Um, uh, touch typing like learning system right. that would teach you how to touch type from a young age. Um, what is touch type? So touch typing is basically when you're typing without looking, like you, you, oh, okay. you can literally type fast, right. literally. Right. Um, and that kind of set me into my ways of just kind of just understanding computers and like any little things that would go wrong in the house with a computer, mum would ask me, I'd come down and sort it out, that sort of stuff. Yeah, because I mean, like, I want to touch on this because regardless of like. We were talking a bit, but you know, regardless of the business, like your actual day to day job is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Big yeah, so I just picked up a new contract um, with Mr. Porter and Mr. Porter. Um, and they've just been bought out by Ukes, which is an international uh, in, in, Italian Ukes. company, yeah, Ukes. And they bought them for £2.9 billion. Pounds, oh. right? So, yeah, 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 and yeah, so you can imagine there's a lot of stuff going on. £2.9 billion? Yeah. That's a steal. Mate, the worst. For the how much they make it? The crazy thing is, right, is Netta Porte started with one woman and seventeen staff, right, three years ago, three four years ago. Three years ago. Yeah, three four years ago, Netta Porte started, right, oh, and they've been wow. bought out for two point nine billion. They're the world's biggest online luxury retailer how in the did, world. How much did they do last week? Last week, I think they've done about sixty million, probably more than that. On average, each day they make about anything from six to ten million pound a day. Easy. Easy. 
Wow. Yeah. So um, I now do their. So um, they brought me in as an IT project engineer. So for the last eight years, I've been working in IT. So that's always been like my main bread and butter. Did you enjoy um, that? Of course, yeah. I love IT. Love it. Love yeah. IT. Like, I started really young, so I was really lucky. Mm -hmm. So going back to college, mm -hmm. I actually dropped out of college <laughs> four months in, 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 into the term. And that was purely because I was going to college every day, doing English literature, boring, business studies, all right, sweet, do understand it, do appreciate it. Communications, I liked because that was really beneficial to just learning how to communicate. And just that, it doesn't, it sounds like, it sounds very simple, but no one knows how deep communicating and communication is for everyday life. Um, I actually passed that exam, I sat there before I dropped out. And then ICT was 90% corset based and it was draining me out. Right. And I just felt like, mate, this isn't anything I want to do. This isn't like, I want to get stuck in. I want to open up a computer. I want to know how a computer works. Do you know what I mean? So I dropped out and I was going to work full time at Harrods in retail. So I got a job working for a concession that was opened up in, in um, Harrods called Marco and Vika. And they basically, I was invited to a recruitment day, 120 people. I was 16 years old, right? No retail experience, right? Youngest person at the recruitment day. And I'm amongst people that have tens of years of retail experience, right? And I'm the youngest kid in the room. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, like, I'm going to be at a disadvantage here. And I've never been in that situation, never been interviewed, anything, do you know what I mean? Chucked in the deep end. Chucked in the deep end. <laughs> so, me being there was like, right, we've got to just make this, make this happen. Yeah. So, I would do little things like, where they do like questionnaires or whatever on the back of the paper, I'd be like, oh, thanks for having me, I really appreciate yeah. you inviting me here, I've learned a lot, just little things like that. I was the youngest person there to get a job, right? Um, and looking back now, I think that like, I really do underestimate myself, like legit do underestimate myself. And I feel like I don't really like know what I'm like my worth to an extent, if that makes sense. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I haven't, I didn't really understand at the time what I could bring to any any company or what I could bring to the table for anyone because I just thought like, yeah, I just want a job to work for retail because I need it, do you know what I mean? I just, yeah, yeah. I just need to make some money because my mum's going to cane me, do you know what I mean? Because I just dropped yeah. out of college. Yeah. And I'm Caribbean, so dropping out of college is unheard of, do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I was going to work in retail and then I got a job in Marco and V-Car. Um, I worked at the Tottenham Court Road stores for three days just to obviously learn the business and the technology. Then it came to be an interview by Harrods floor manager. And this is where things got really interesting. Bear in mind I'm 16, right? Rocking up to Harrods. Probably my first time in Harrods as well. Um, and I'm sat in front of this guy and these managers in Harrods are snobby, right? And they really feel like they've got some self-entitlement, right? Mm -hmm. When really introduced to management, right? Um, and this guy sat across me and he's asked me these questions about computers and these were questions I did know, but I was so nervous. So this, right? is for, this is for an RT so, so this was for, this was for, so I was successful with the company that was having the concession built in Harrods, what? but the Harrods floor manager was like the final, the final test, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the final bit to get the yes to work in store. Yeah. So he said no to me, right? 
and I've gone on crying, literally, cry my eyes out. Because I'm like, mother, what am I going to do? Yeah. Like, I was really hard. So young as well. Yeah, so young, I was 16, do you know what I'm saying? Because like, Harrods, like, the money, the money at, at that age. Would be it would have been sweet, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I would have been in a nice position at the same time yeah. because I was living at home at my mum's, yeah. had no, nothing to pay uh, for. Yeah, yeah. So um, it would have been a nice set of income, source of income. But yeah, you knocked me back. I've gone home literally crying on the phone to my mum. Um, and by the grace of God, I don't know how to this day, but I let us come home to my mum about an IT, uh, advanced IT apprenticeship. Um, and it was Monday to Friday, nine to five in the Labrador Grove and they pay for your travel. And after the five months, you'd have Microsoft qualifications, other vendor qualifications, you get MVQ level three for IT professionals as well. Wow. So you come out with some good stuff, do you know yeah. what I mean? And for five yeah. months, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, of course. And they also, they also help you get a job, right? But they don't guarantee you, because I was like one of the first, one of the first students to st start up in this business. Yeah. So um, some of the kids that was in my class went to work in retail and some of them went to work jobs that they weren't even qualified to do because like when you come out of the academy you've got no experience and even though you've got these qualifications these businesses are going to want some sort of experience, Industry experience. Right? Yeah, yeah. and because you didn't have that you just they just look at your cv and think i've oh, been there all right but luckily i was one of the few again so uh nhs kensington and chelsea was my first job and they came into the academy to say yeah we're looking for two rt uh apprentices and um, the job went live on job site and applied for it, got put in for an interview. Next thing you know, I was 18 years old and 20 grand a year. Yeah, no. Do you know what I mean? And, and living at my mum's house and yeah. laughing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't have been happier. Yeah. Um, and literally off the back of that, I was there for 18 months and then I started contracting. And the reason why I started contracting is because money's, money's a lot better. So like my, my first contract after that was £120 a day. So still, I was 19 years old, mm -hmm. £120 a day living my mum. So Sick. still good money for me. Yeah, you know what I mean? um, and so that opportunity that contracting was... Literally, yeah. It's, it's a more lucrative market. And yeah. me, I'm the sort of person that gets bored in any position that yeah. I'm at for too long. I can't go permanent and work somewhere for three years because that's me being amongst the same people for three years, same systems, same processes. I'll just get bored, do you know what I mean? So I like having the, having the option to end of my three months, go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. End of my three months, if I want to take a holiday for a couple of months, take a holiday. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? The good thing about contracting is the fact I can make a year's salary in six months. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So um, you have a lot, a lot more flexibility. Yeah. Um, and at the time, I was able to work for sick companies. I worked at Mulberry. Uh, I got flown to Dubai and New York. Mm -hmm. LA, I went to Coachella. You know? um, and I worked for Gucci Group. I've worked for Warner Music. I've worked for some huge companies. And now I'm probably at one of the biggest companies in the world, like from an online perspective, yeah. um, which is Fucking ideal for me because yeah. obviously I, I love fashion. Mm -hmm. I'm working for one of the... So I'm working for you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. literally. Well. And the good thing about that is the fact that I could potentially do something else with them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Once your foot's in the door yeah, and people know what you can do, like people, like, and any opportunity that come up internally, I could go for it. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. so, so it's an amazing opportunity for me mm. to, to be somewhere like that. Yeah. And the thing about me is I could have easily said, ah, oh, no, I don't want to go back into IT because, as you know, I was out of work. I finished my contract with Live Nation and Ticketmaster, and then um, 
I was out of contract for two months, two weeks, sorry. And first week was lovely because obviously where you've been working the last four or five months, getting up like, over in Brentwood, traveling to London every day, it gets tiring, do you know what I mean? So having a week off was nice because I could work on my other business yeah. and push that. And the results from giving my business 110% attention was crazy, right? It was crazy. And I did kind of think to myself, you know what? I could actually just stay at home and just push my business 100%. Mm -hmm. Very, very, and very interesting. Do you know what I mean? So, like, so what kind of mindset do you get in when you're working full-time and it's easy, it's cold, like, but then you're working your business part-time, like? Get a bit lazy. Right. Do we get a bit lazy? Get because a bit complacent. I get a bit complacent because right. I've got to be... On, on, on top of my business. Right. Like, I've got to be talking to people. I've got to be engaging with social media. I need to be posting stuff. My business needs to be out there. Yeah. What's right. your business? So, um, Multicars Direct. So, it's a, it's a car advertising agency for social media. So, we are pretty much like a middleman and like a tailored service for, for people on social media. Right. Now, I say social media, but predominantly Instagram purely because there are huge car dealers on Facebook that are very successful. So Facebook, from that side of things, is pretty much a saturated market because there mm -hmm. are quite a few dealerships that are on there, smashing it. Um, so I've tried, I've, 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 I've tested Facebook's waters with my business and it wasn't that successful, knowing it's successful as Instagram. And as you know, in the past, Jay Wealth, I market that on Instagram and you saw how successful that was in a short amount of time that was around. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not sure what it is about Instagram compared to Facebook that works, yeah. but for me personally, it does work. And all I pretty much do is um, work with dealerships to basically get their cars out there because a lot of these dealerships aren't clued up on social media mm -hmm. um, and they don't understand the power of it, mm -hmm. um, which again brings me to my next point. In Initially, when I started up, um, the side of my business where I was going to become a service and I was going to kind of try and become like the auto trader of social media where dealerships are paying me every month to be promoted on my page. Mm -hmm. um, now the problem with that is when you're trying to go to someone who's been in the car game for 30 years, they're setting their ways um, and they're not, so, they're not always open to new ways. Like, I was walking into dealerships, speaking to people, and saying, "Yeah, we do about 20, 30 cars a month, which is a lot, of, which is a lot of money for them, right? And it's, it's which is high turnover. Yeah. However, we want to do 40, 50. Yeah. They was like, nah, to be honest, right? And I don't think that's purely. I don't think that's purely because they're not open to the idea. I think I don't. I don't like. To, I don't like putting up like a race card, right? But race does have a factor in in certain industries that you work in, right? Especially where the target areas that I was going to promote my business, like I was going Essex, right? right. Bishop Stortford, Stansted, right. Ricky, those neck of the woods, right? Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, I do come across well presented, yeah. right? But it's sad to say, but a lot of these guys are stuck in the mindset of, mm, do I really want to put fiver into your pocket? Do I really want to do it? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I don't like to, to pull the race card, but this is the society that we live in, yeah. right? And you'd be a fool to not believe that's how things work and to understand that as a black, as a black person, to an extent, you are at a disadvantage in some industries that you work in. 
um, because obviously some industries are predominantly run by. So how do you overcome that? How have you how have you managed to get get your companies if they're stuck in their way? It's actually it's actually that? it's actually funny how I've done it. Right. So again, after I realised that they weren't biting with me walking to the dealerships and basically saying, "Listen, mate, like this is my product." The numbers don't lie. Like if you look, if you look inside this, right, you'd be a fool to say no, right, because it makes sense, right. And at, at the end of the day, if it makes pounds, it makes sense, mm -hmm. right. But these guys, we're thinking, oh, it's not for us. Cool, if it's not for you, not a problem. Which then made me realize, all right, sweet. I'll go down the route of. Well, actually, I'm gonna rewind because my, what actually what I actually did was started working with somebody else, right. I'm not gonna mention the name, but they're like us. They're, like, they're kind of like a celebrity, but he's not the easiest person to work with, right? He's a celebrity, so he's got his own stuff going on. And where I'm pushing, so he's got access to to these car finance companies, right? I'm, I don't have direct access to these finance companies because I'm not FCA regulated. I don't want to become regulated because it's, it's it's a ball lake and it takes long and it's unnecessary money. I don't need to be. I'm an introduction, mm -hmm. introductory service, if wow. anything, right? And my dad's always said from a young age, being a middleman always makes more money and always has less, less stress. Less stress. Yeah. Right? You might not necessarily make more money, but even if you're making less for less stress, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Less stress. So how are you getting on like managing your full time work with with uh Cars Direct? Well, obviously, it's not too crazy purely because all I have to do is bang a couple of photos up on Instagram, yeah. talk to a few customers, yeah. as and when. Um, what I've been doing recently, because what my problem was at the, at before was after going into dealerships and then knocking me back saying no, I, I started calling them saying, all right, I've got a deal. I was basically getting people pre-approved so I know that if I was to go anywhere else, they wouldn't have a problem getting accepted. So I know if I call a dealership and be like, listen, I've got Joe Blogs that wants to buy your Mercedes A-Class. I've already got them approved, inclusive of our agency fee as well. If um, if if you're interested, then um, these are our terms and conditions. So once you sign them and send them back, we'll send you the customer's details so you can propose them to your finance company. And then um, Fucking deal's hell. done. So you're... You're basically like going to like you're looking at people's car like people's cars what they're selling what they're stocking and yeah. but not talking to them about it. Oh fucking hell! Yeah, yeah. that's very smart. Yeah. But they're not going to turn it down and say no. Also, you're adding value to them. That's it. But the crazy thing is, you'd be surprised how many people say no. You're joking. You'd be surprised how many people say no. What and they get young because you're like no. advertising their shit. No, 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 I'm not even getting up. They just don't want to deal with you. They just they're just like oh. Mm, mm. I'm not too sure about that, to be honest. I saw a mission the other day saying, oh, your business is fraudulent. I'm like, what? How's my business fraudulent? Like, and, and the thing is, is like, the way I do, I, I'm very efficient and I'm professional. I like things being done proper. I want, like, if we're doing business, I want, when you see the way I do business, I want you to think, well, like, yeah, these guys are a step ahead. Like, even stuff like DocuSign, right? Initially, I was getting, I was sending people my terms and conditions and I would ask them to sign it, scan it and send it back. DocuSign is all online. You can mm -hmm. e-sign it. Yeah, yeah. Makes it ten times easier. Someone sees it, I think, oh, like, oh, like look at that. It just can't, just comes across more professional. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, and again, our terms are in the terms and conditions. So if someone says, "Hey, we're fraudulent," I'm like, 
how are we fraudulent? Like, we're an introduction service. Like, mm. right, it's no money coming out of your pocket. We're not asking you to to um, to to feed us. Yeah. Like we've already worked out our profit, so you haven't got to worry about that. Mm -hmm. We're giving you a deal. We're, like, isn't isn't your whole aim to get as many cars off your full court? If we yeah. can help you with that, why would you say no? Yeah. But like I said, people just say people just don't understand. People aren't so open to new things, mm. especially when things are new. Too right. How have you know dealt I mean? with that? I've just dealt with it by someone says no, pick up the phone to another dealer, find that's got the same car, has got something similar, mm -hmm. pitching them, and ho hopefully they buy. What I've done recently is get my girlfriend to phone. Cause she's in recruitment and obviously she's in sales so she sells every day yeah. um and when you've got a girl on the phone speaking to a guy it's always going to come across better than jermaine from east london <laughs> trying to tell you about this deal that i've got do you know what i'm saying so um she's the first point of contact where she gets them on board um and she's amazing she's like she's done an amazing job since we started doing that way and the business has picked up a lot since we started doing that um because, like I said, she's a very approachable person. She can speak on the phone to people for days. Right? And um, the way she sells it is just amazing. I'm not so good at selling. Um, I'm not so good at speaking, <laughs> especially on the phone, because I kind of feel like I'm under pressure, because it's important for me to get the deal done, and I start stuttering, I might say something that's not right. So, um, yeah, so her doing it, that, doing it from that end is amazing. And obviously, once the terms are signing, I come in, and obviously I get introduced into the deal, because obviously on the terms and conditions, I sign it because obviously it's my business. Mm -hmm. um, you know what that? It's just that that thing of if you know somebody can do something better than you, get somebody else to do yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. For you, like, there's no point in. No, you know, point. See, that's, that's For people's. That's a, such a big factor in people's businesses not getting it to the level that they want it to get to. Yeah. It's thinking they can do everything. I'm not going <coughs> yeah, 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 yeah. to accept that someone's better at yeah, yeah, yeah. Better than them. I'm like, listen, you can't be good at everything. No, it's no, impossible. Stick to it's yeah. impossible. That's this is why these huge successful businesses have departments right. and have people running yeah. these departments because right. I'm not so good with finance. Right. You know, if Monte Cars Direct blows up, or when Monte Cars Direct blows up right. and becomes like as big as Auto Trader, mm -hmm. like I'm not gonna be able to run my finances. Am I? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I'm gonna need the financial director to come in and do my books for me. Yeah. So um. So uh, so, was you doing your own research on this? It was like. You know, it's, it's, you can't just start a car company and you know nothing about cars or whatever. How have, right. you, how have, you, how have, you, how have you done it? I did zero research. Right. I did zero research purely because I know the power of social media. Right. Right. I know I can sell anything on social media. Right. I can sell anything. Right. My clothing brand, my coat jacket, my coat brand. Yep. Social media. Yep. There's loads of other brands on social media. Right. But there, was, there isn't really anything that's doing anything predominantly fur yep. for men. Do you know what I'm saying? Again, it's about finding a niche, mm -hmm. right? Finding something that's not being overly done on social media, right? right? There's so many things that's on social media that are just being absolutely raped, right? There's so many different models, just different names, but it's all the same thing. Right. There isn't a business like my business on, on, on Instagram. There, right. there isn't. I don't know that for a fact. There's car dealers on Instagram, yeah. don't get me wrong, yeah. but they don't do what I do. Right? They don't speak to my customers the way I speak to them. I really offer a very personal service. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? I want you to feel comfortable. I don't want you to feel this is like this is a robotic service. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to feel that at all. Like, I talk to my customers. Like someone mentioned me the other day saying, yeah, um, he had a car accident. I asked him like how how he is, like, what, like when are you gonna get well soon? And he was like, oh, I just wouldn't expect you to care. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And straight away, once you've got that relationship with that person, you know they're going to be with you to the end. Right. And they're going to bring whoever. Yeah. Because that service that you've offered, they know that if they were to refer to anyone else, they're going to get the same service. And at the end of the day, anyone that buys something from anywhere, you want to feel like that person that sold it to you has kind of taken it on like a personal basis. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you engage with your customer, you understand your customer. Right. And, that's, and, and that's what I feel anyone that wants. Like if I'm working, walking into a shop, I want you to, I want you to know me. Mm-hmm. I want you to ask me how I am. Mm-hmm. Ask me what I do. I'm understand so how, understand what, what's brought me to the shop today. Yeah. And you know, because you never know what I might do might benefit you or you might know something that might benefit me based on what I do. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to know that unless you know your customer. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so with the research side of things, I don't need to do any research because I'm, I'm new straight away. If you put something online that looks like a deal that you can't say no to, right. someone's going to inquire, 100%. Right. And social media, and all, another thing about social media as well, it's about piggybacking off of other people as well. Right. And like, you shouldn't feel shy to piggyback. And when I say piggyback, I mean utilize social media right right i'm talking about paid promotion yeah. utilize these bigger accounts that charge to be posted on their page right because at the end of the day me posting to my people i'm only going to be restricted to people within my network right, right? but it's about getting into other people's networks right. which has brought me into the referral fee now right, right? and the referral arm of business so on a day-to-day basis I sell cars, right? <laughs> Let's not make it fancy. I'm a car salesman to an extent, right? But all I pretty much am is a middleman, right? But what I've done recently is started up Monte Cars Direct Affiliates, right? Now, the whole point of that is to make people feel like they're a part of something, right? And I'm telling you now, Monte Cars Direct is going to be huge. I know it's going to be huge because right. it's, I, I, I've got it at a point where there isn't anyone else doing it. And just from the results and the stats in the last six months since I started running the business, I know in two years it's going to be a hot, on a completely different level, mm-hmm. right? So nowadays, everybody, for example, when I started the business, Courtney's, Courtney, was, Courtney saw it from day one. So he, he, he saw the hours I was putting it in, he saw the graph. And even little things like I'd ask my friends to post, to post it for me. Mm-hmm. And Courtney posted it. Um, some of the people that asked didn't post it, and I thought to myself, right, dicks, but you know, I'm not gonna cry about it. Mm-hmm. That's just how people are, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then I got thinking, hmm, what does everyone want in the world? Everyone wants money, and everybody wants money as easy as possible, and most people want free money. Why have companies like Uber been so, so, so successful? because they've offered free £10 credit for a referral. So, if you use your code, it's free money, it's a free cab ride. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. So it got me thinking, all right, what can we offer people to to get them to want to be a part of this? What what can I offer people to get my brand out there? Because what I want at the end of the day, I want Multicars Direct to be everywhere. Everywhere. And I want to spend minimal on advertising, and I do spend minimal on advertising. Yeah. But the easiest way for me to do it is to utilise any and everybody's networks. And 
me giving you £100 for you bringing me someone who wants to buy a car, you're going to say no to that? Right. You're not going to say no, because it's 100, it's 100 quid. Right. For free, pretty much. You've yeah. done nothing but say, my mate wants a car, can I put him in touch with you? Yeah, of course you can. It's good that you've got that, like, two dollars. It's another yeah. dimension to the business yeah, as well. Exactly. Like, a lot of people stay yeah. with their business as, like, one dimensional. They have one model and they stick with that. There's no re-innovation. There's, like, like, there's no innovation with it. There's no, what else can I do to, like, grow this business? Mm -hmm. And, like, that's powerful. That can, like, yeah, like, really, really, really good. Yeah, like, to be honest, like, I know I didn't really turn it into something until this weekend, as it goes, because it wasn't until I actually paid my first uh, customer that referred someone yeah. it wasn't until I posted the screenshot of me paying him and the feedback that I got off the back of that I got messages within the next 20 minutes people saying oh mate I've got 10 people yeah, yeah. that um that, that want that want to buy cars can I come and sit down with you and can we talk I've seen them screenshots he's, he's seen it like you know what I'm saying so people it's just another source of income for people as well you know what I'm saying right. And like it, it could get to a point where, obviously, the more followers that you have, we could discuss even more money for yourself. Because if you're bringing me 20, 30 customers a month, that's putting a lot of business my way, mm -hmm. which means I can afford to give you more money. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So eventually, the way that I'll do it is having like obviously celebrities posting it, where obviously they get a nice bit of money for anyone that comes through them, okay. and. Once you've got that, the, biz the business will blow up just from that anyway. Yeah, so, um, yeah. which is why I'm not even worried about MCD and where it's going to go. And me personally, I'm not in a rush as well to kind of make it blow up because I'm still at a point at, in the business where I'm enjoying it, you know. Um, I still work full time as yeah. well and I love my job. Um, so, I, I still like having the flexibility of being able to work. And yeah. I'm, a, I'm the sort of person, right, it's 24 hours in a day. Right. I'd rather make as much money in those 24 hours as possible rather than thinking, hmm, Multicast Direct, this is about to be something big. Let me come out of IT and focus on this. I could have easily done that before joining up with Mr. Porter, mm -hmm. but I chose not to because I'm the sort of person, I love money. <laughs> I love money. Me working, me working in IT allows me to save as well because right. I can live off my wages mm -hmm. and anything I get is extra. Mm -hmm. right? Right. So... I'm in a very fortunate position at the moment. Yeah. Um, but mate, I've had so many knockbacks. It's been unbelievable. So many knockbacks, so many wrong turns, so many bad decisions. But what has been the biggest challenge to now? Um, probably finding the perfect thing for me. Mm -hmm. For so long, I was I was thinking like, what what is what is gonna take me to the next level? What's gonna put me out there? And when I say me out there, I don't mean me as a brand. I mean just what's going to get my business out there. What's, what successful business am I going to have that's, that's just going to basically blow. Yeah. I always knew I'd have one. Mm -hmm. I knew I'd have one. Because especially what, like, with my dad, like, I've got the right person behind me to kind of shape me and point me in the right direction. And he's now getting more involved with multicolors because when it comes to like turning it into like a proper professional business, I'm going to need someone who knows got a mentor do you know what I'm saying there's so much in business that like I don't know yeah we don't know and it's impossible to know because yeah we've never had to and yeah there's only one way you're going to learn and that's by having the right people around you to kind of point in the right direction so now like my dad's getting more involved with the business 
which I'm so thankful for, like now he's at like a social networking, networking, I keep saying that, social networking uh, <laughs> event. Right, and he's and he's 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 with speakers that are huge social media tycoons. What's your what's your take on getting a mentor? I believe I believe in mentors all day long. Um, I think it's down to uh, the, the person themselves if they think it's beneficial. Um, not everybody's as lucky as I am to have uh, someone like my father right. in their life. Yeah. So um, if you don't have that, then all day long. Mm. Getting a men- I had a mentor when I was 16, actually, um, when I was in school. Yeah. Um, I'd meet with him once a week. Uh, Piers, his name was. And, um, yeah, he was, he was successful and he was always advised me. Um, it wasn't as beneficial to me because I didn't really know what I was doing at the time. Right. Um, so I feel like if you know what you want to do right. in life and you've got something, right. you just don't know how to market it, you don't know how to develop it, right. having a mentor is definitely ideal because right. he can advise guide you and, yeah. and guide you on the right way to go about it. Um, so yeah, having a mentor is definitely beneficial uh, depending yeah. on what you're trying to do. So let's say if, let's say for if I wanted to start up a business, mm-hmm. what would you say is the first thing you'd look for? What would you do? How would you go about it? The first thing you've got to look for is competition. Always the first thing you've got, you got to look at. And that's purely because you need to look at why someone should use your business right. instead of this business that's been around for 10 years, for example. What's going to separate you? What's going to separate you two? Right. So you've got to do your market research. I say you've got to do market research, even though I didn't. And I purely didn't because I knew when I was starting my business there was nothing like my business out there anyway. Yeah. So um, I knew it would work regardless. Yeah. But in the beginning, the most important thing is knowing your market, knowing what separates you from anyone else, because there are so many different businesses in the world that are similar, but are as successful as each other, mm-hmm. or one's more successful than the other. But it's like um, I watched um, Britain's Youngest Millionaire, this kid called Akash or something, 17 years old. And he's about about to probably be one of the UK's biggest estate agents. And he charges a fixed fee of £99 or £199 to sell your house for it, which is ridiculous considering estate agents charge you 2% mm. of whatever you sell it for, yeah. right? So he's straight away undercut his cust- his, his competitors by a huge amount. He's now the 18th biggest um, estate agent in the UK. His business has been around for two years, uh, not a year. Jesus Christ. You should check it out yeah, yeah, on, um, yeah. on YouTube. What's uh, his name? Akash. Just type in um, this morning, Britain's youngest millionaire. Okay. Crazy, crazy business model. Crazy yeah. business model. And all he charged was £99 to sell someone's house for him. He went down there, took pictures. Some volume from that. And that's what it's all about. Volume. That's what it's all about. And which, again, with my business, having the referral side, I, I was spending money on um, promotion for Instagram. Right? You saw my post the other day. Spent like 200 quid in like 12 days. <laughs> and that, it, it is a lot of money because the month ain't, the month ain't even up yet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the, like, two hundred pounds sounds like a lot, right? I make that back in one sell. So, what social job. media done for your business? How, how, like, sort of, how have you come to realise how important it is and how crucial it is for business nowadays? Um, it's basically it. 
opens you up and puts you out there to millions of people who won't necessarily see your website. People, see SEO, right, for like Google, is good, right? However, people will only see that if they're either looking or they stumble across it five pages in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the thing is, I definitely feel with Google is that with, it used to be like that, mm. Google was the search engine that we used to type it in. Now, changing Instagram. I've got Instagram type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got Instagram. That's my, that's my um, search engine mm -hmm. now. And it is for a lot of other people yeah, as well. Yeah. So like, that's why it's just key, man. Yeah. What's your take on spending money, the bottles, the clubs, the, the designer? Because <laughs> oh, I've never seen someone spend so much money on designer in my life, or bottles in my life. So like, than you. So, mate. Right, let's get one thing straight. I don't spend money on designer. Like, like you say, I spend money on designer. Right, my clothes are all high street brands. Let me just put that. Out there. Used to. Right. Used no, no. Right, I would buy like the Louis bag or like. That's designer. The, the oh, yeah, but Louis. accessories. Ex all right, trainers. I'm trainers. The belts. All right, trainers. All right, accessories. Accessories and shoes are a designer all day for me. And that's purely because everything that I wear is all high street. River Island, ASOS, right? Zara. Right? And that's purely because of my styling and, my, and, and, and what I do on that side. Right? I try to sell an affordable, an affordable package to, yeah. my, to, to my client base. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and it's all about accessorise, knowing how to accessorise an outfit with one expensive item. It's not about being head to toe in Louis Vuitton. You don't, you don't need to do that. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but I used to be very, 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 very reckless with money. Very reckless, as you know. You've seen the video, you've seen snaps. <laughs> District, one month, 20 grand. Yeah. I regret that, I regret that time in my life so much, so much, purely because I'm spending 20 grand in the club, right? Or let's say one night I'm spending six and a half grand in the club and I'm going back to my mum's house. Where's the logic on that? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Six and a half grand in the club, but so I wasn't driving. What made you do that then? What was the at the time? The at the time, and and the business that we was running, it was about it was about showing people the rewards of what you're selling, mm -hmm. right? So, it was it was about spending, you know, because I was making a lot of money at the time. So, and at the end of the day, with what we were selling, we want to show people, listen, like you can, you need to enjoy your life and enjoy your money, right. um, and you'd be surprised how many people see that and think, Jesus Christ, these guys must be actually doing what they say they can do because mm -hmm. they're in a club doing seven grand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was, a, it, it was a way of marketing as well. Wow. Hell of expensive. Hell of expensive. But it worked because it was bringing me, it was bringing me in money. It was bringing in, it was bringing in the clients. Wow. Do you know what I'm saying? So it was, it was, it was, it was turning over, mm -hmm. right? Um, and at the time, I was doing six grand, but I would be making it back through trading anyway. Um, so, my take on it now is, I feel like as boys, yeah, you have to go through that phase of going to the clubs, spending a lot of money, gassing up the girls, getting them all excited, because my whole mindset on that has changed now. Like, don't get me wrong, I'll, I'll go to a club now and I'll, I'll buy a table, but I'm not buying a table to shut down the gaff 
because I want to look like the big guy. I am not buying it because I'm out with my missus and my missus needs somewhere to sit or right. stand. Like, I mean, I like having my section anywhere I go, man. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so, so just, just for like the, the young people who mm. are doing it, like it's, yeah, like it's just. What would be your cold? advice? Yeah, what's your advice, man? Because like. My my so people that are in a situation. I wouldn't say not do it. I'd say be smart about how much you are doing it and just learn, just, just know when to say, all right, maybe now's enough. Because at the end of the day, this is how I look at it, right? You might have to cut some parts of this out. I was going to these clubs, yeah, spending six, seven grand a night, right? Some of these nights, I wasn't even taking a bird on, right? So what have I just done six, seven, seven K for? Yeah. Oh. To gas up a few a few people, yeah. make, make the people around me feel like they're important. Mm -hmm. do, you, do, you know what's, do you know what's weird about like, you know when people do stuff that makes people, like you do stuff to gas someone up, mm -hmm. but the realistic, like realistically is you're doing it so they can have an, a, a better opinion a, a better, on you. On you. Yeah. How weird is that? But see, the, crazy, the crazy thing again, this all ties into my insecurities, right? As growing up and being bullied, right? I wasn't, I wasn't the man in school, wow. right? So the second I had the opportunity to be the boy and, and, and everyone to love, I took it as an opportunity. Me spending 20 grand a month in district was part of my insecurities from being bullied as a kid, right? It was the first time in my life I felt like, yeah, like all the attention's around me. I'm the boy right now, wow. do you know what I'm saying? And it was a shit experience for me yeah. because I spunked a lot of dough, mate. Better. I spunked a lot of dough and it was all for the moment. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And is the moment worth that much? So if you were to do it again, how would you do it? If I was to do it again, I would definitely not be spending six, seven grand. Yeah. <laughs> I would be spending a lot less. I'd have a lot less people around me as well. Like real people. Because half the people that was on that table I don't even chat to you now. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Right. So it, it's, it just shows you that people are always going to want to be your mate when you're spending all the readies and when you're the guy at the moment. Like at that time, everybody knew who I was. Like I was getting stopped in public. People wanted to stop me and ask me about the business that, I was, that, that we were selling because it, it was a sick little business that we had at the time. Um, and that was the boy at the time. Everybody knew who I was. But it kind of, it, it went to my head. I'm not going to lie to you, it did go to my head because I was overwhelmed with like... Do you feel you have to live up to that then? Not now. No, did you feel... You oh yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely, because at the time I was the face of that company. Everybody knew me as the boy Jim, mm -hmm. you know? Everybody knew me as the one that's got the money, the one that's going district and spending seven grand a night, the one that's going Louis Vuitton and spending two grand, the guy that's with his bird and his drop too large on his, on his missus, do you know what I'm saying? Everybody knew me as that at the time, so I felt like I was under pressure at the time. Do you know what I'm saying? To maintain to that. To maintain image. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, so how, how important, how much of that was down to, do you think, the people that were around you at that time? And how important do you think the people that you surround yourself with? I told you that. Yeah. They, it was bad influences. 100% mm -hmm. bad influences. Anyone that will encourage you to go to a club and spend seven grand is a bad influence. Especially if if you don't have seven grand that you could just piss away tomorrow, then that person encouraging you to spend seven grand is a bad influence. 
If you've got seven grand to piss away all day and your mates are saying this guy has seven grand, cool. Your mates are only advising you based on knowing your financial situation. Yeah. Yeah. These guys at the time knew I wasn't liquid like that, right. mm -hmm. but they'd still be gassing up, saying, yeah, let's go district tonight, let's get table, because right, 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 right. they knew more time it was, it was going to be on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I said to you, 80% of the people that I was dealing with at the time, they're not my mates now. No. I probably talked to one or two of them. And there was a huge group of us at the time. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So um, now, I say moving forward, you just got to watch out for who's around you and who's in your circle. Right. Because there's too many opportunities yeah. nowadays. Too many opportunities. opportunities. People want to be around the people that are active, doing the most, mm -hmm. in the moment. Because people aren't doing shit for themselves. So they want to be amongst the people that are doing shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you've really got to, like understand who your true mates are right. as well. And that takes time to figure out. And that takes time to figure out. Man, yeah. it's taken me years. Yeah. I've probably got, my mum always said to me from a very young age, because I was, after, after, when I started working, when I was 18, and I was making good money, I started to have a lot of friends, because I was, I was making money, I had a nice car, I was in Louis Vuitton, I was in Gucci, people was breading me. Do you know what I'm saying? My mum said, listen, I guarantee you now, half the people that are around you now ain't going to be around in five years. My mum said to me, from a very young age, she can count all their mates on one hand. And I didn't ever understand, because us as kids, you want to be popular, you want to have loads of mates. Do you know what I mean? Well, that, that, was, the, that was the thing, wasn't it? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. That was literally from school, because you, now the thing is, like, having more money, kind mm. of thing, it's just the thing, like, to become, to go up that hierarchy, it's more money. Back then, was, like, popularity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the currency. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. So you're still kind of almost caught onto that yeah, until yeah. you get older and you realise exactly. both of them don't mean fucking don't shit anyway. fucking fuck all no. because no one's going to be sat at that table with you yeah, when you're a millionaire. Right. Half the people that are around you as young when you're doing all your bullshit aren't going to be sat at that table with you when you're breaking bed with the people that have put you in that sick position that you are. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I've, I've lost so many friends along the way, mate. so many friends, and it's t it's, it took me years to understand people hung around me because they knew I was going places, and it sounds big-headed, right? but I knew from a young age I would become something. Mm -hmm. right? How can I not become something when I've got the parents that I do have? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? My dad probably started up one of the world, one of the, one of the, one of the countries, what no, my dad did start up the country's biggest black radio station. Like when they sold it to Capital FM, they sold it for millions. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? It was a, it was a massive yeah, station. Was yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So when I've got that in it's my like blood. It's like selling the fucking BBC. Of literally. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the time it was. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd say definitely you just got to be a lot smarter and you've got to plan for tomorrow. I never planned for tomorrow back then. My money, I would spunk my money as quick as it came back then. Right. As quick as it came. Didn't, didn't know how to save. Didn't know how to save. So how would you change that? How would you change that if you used to go back? How would you if, manage your money? I would, so I would, I would definitely save a little something, put a little something aside each month. Right. Even if it's, even if it's 50 quid. Right. Like, it would add up in the end. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I didn't even put away 20 quid a month. Right. When I was when I was my, my adolescence and my teens didn't save at all. Had what I call savings. Um, so now I would be, definitely say look at things that you could also put your money into. 
there's so many ways, there's so many things that you can sell nowadays, right? On social media, right? I've seen so many little things. Like my mate, even the other day, he started selling five pound weed starter kits. So if you're a smoker, it's got your Rizzler in there, lighter in there, grinder in there. It's just like a little, like, for, if you're a smoker, you'd appreciate that little package yeah. for a fiver. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You've got everything that you need, all your essentials to smoke a joint. He's killing it. Because everyone, like, so many people run out of Rizzler, can't bother to go to the shop. So many people lose a grinder. Do you know what I'm saying? So, it, again, it's about seeing a need for something and just going for it. Yeah. But, like I said, you're only going to notice that if you see what's out there or you just, that light bulb goes off one day. Yeah. How, how are you managing relationship life with everything that you're doing? <laughs> it's quite funny because my girlfriend actually gets really frustrated of how much I'm on my phone. Because, as you can imagine, my business is all on my phone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uploading pictures, talking to customers, mm -hmm. talking to car dealerships all on my phone so I'm on my phone a lot and literally we must have been she took us out for a spa day for our free anniversary and as soon as I got to the spa I had to work out my laptop send some terms and conditions to a dealership wow. I had to do a little bit of work for like five ten minutes yeah. and then even when I was into spa I had to pick up a few phone calls and that and then on the way to dinner she's wearing the car in the Uber and she's talking to me but it's it's like a it's like a brick wall when she's talking to me because I'm I'm in the zone. Do you know what I'm saying? Like when I'm when I'm talking yeah, to a customer yeah. or I'm or I'm doing something on my phone, I need to focus. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm I'm dealing with numbers, yeah. finance companies, yeah. it's, and I'm dealing with sensitive information at the same time. So yeah. I'm I'm zoned in, and like she just gets frustrated and fucked off, and she, she just said to me the other day, "That's how it's gonna be. Let's not do anything." Do you know what I mean? I was like, All right. So I've just started banging her some money. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't mean like that. Involved, no, so I've got involved in the business. Yeah. No, yeah. Right? So that's that's your that's how you've yeah, yeah. managed it. Yeah, involved in the business. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Involved in the business because then she's that little bit more understanding. Right, right. So exposing her to like your kind of world, yeah, where yeah. you realise right, you've got. I actually appreciate now yeah, how yeah. much you do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I literally just like I say, she's the first point of contact now. She, she, she calls the people. And she gets them on site, so she literally pretty much links the chain. So yeah. her part of the business is, is 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 very important, if anything. I mean, like you're like very very fortunate because you've got you're in a relationship with someone who's a businesswoman herself. Yeah, yeah. Which comes to the thing of like, do you feel that if you're gonna get into a relationship as an entrepreneur or as a business owner, mm. do you feel that they have to have some level of actual understanding? Hundred percent, mate. Or have mm -hmm. I've had relationships or, where. I was the breadwinner, and you'd live off me, right? right? My girlfriend doesn't live off me, do you know what I mean? She's got her own dome, she's got her own businesses, mm -hmm. she makes her own money, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? And I feel like, one th one thing that I do realise, I don't really respect any of my ex-girlfriends, because, alright, they work, but you're working for someone, and you're, cool, you're, you're making your money, which I do respect, but... I don't respect you as much as I respect the woman that's got her own business, mm. or she's got her, she's got multiple businesses, and she understands a lot more of what it takes to be successful and to be an entrepreneur because you're one yourself. Do you know what I'm saying? Cool. And it makes my relationship work even more because 
like when you have someone on that level, you respect them more as a person. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. my, my girlfriend makes make, she makes more money. Well, she says I make more money than her, but I think she makes more money than me. Um, That's unreal. Yeah, but when you when you're when you're with a girl who, that. who yeah, you, but you need that because it pushes me to go even harder. Mm-hmm. I personally think she makes makes more money than me, which as a man thing, no, I don't even make, make more money than me. But it kind of puts in like a competitive sort of spin to your relationship, not to a point where like you want to kill a business. To a point where you just want to kind of like, you just kind of like, you want to push each other. Right. Like you both want to be successful. You both want. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that could be well, that could be all night. Thing, and I'm back up at seven o'clock, back to work again. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like the same thing. Monday, Monday to Friday, is crazy for me because, like, I'm in a situation where, especially like doing IT, my job's non-stop, yeah. as well. So, which is why I'm so lucky to have the missus there, doing the side of onboarding the dealerships yeah um and she can kind of manage the deal in my absence if, if needs be like if i'm unreachable for a whole day i can say to her like listen xyz see that's unreal man. yeah that's the that's the perfect start the perfect setup mate it's perfect setup. setup you've worked it really well yeah really, really well yeah i've been very lucky that's what i'm saying i'm very fortunate to have it how i've got it because yeah. there's a lot of people start businesses and they're stressed. Yeah. Stressed out because they can't manage workload. Mm. They can't do everything themselves. Oh, yeah. I think so. it's one or the other. Yeah. Like, not in your case, but... Uh, in a lot of cases. In a lot of cases, it's one or the You've other. You've made it work really mm-hmm. well, but for a lot of people, they can't. I just don't think I can. Because yeah. girls demand a lot. Yeah. And also, so how's, how's what we can't start doing now? What's, what's going on? Busy, very busy. Yeah. Um, Doing quite a few deals a month at the minute, which is which is nice because it's still manageable and with everything else that I do on a day to day basis because it does get quite time consuming what I do to an extent because you're speaking to customers uh, constantly, you're speaking to dealers, you're trying to get the best deal, you're trying to barter with people, right. uh, just constantly negotiate back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Right. Um, but in the in six, seven months that the business has been running, um, We've been doing, in terms of applications that we've done, in terms of finance applications submitted to the finance companies, we've submitted about, uh, now I think we've done about just shy of £2.5 million worth of cars yeah. on finance. Yeah, so that's probably about, we've submitted, a hundred. I checked the other day, and it was 180 finance applications. So if you were just to do each car 10 grand, that's 1.8 million. Itself, and that's just me, myself, through social media, just from posting cars online, talking to customers, and getting them to that point. See, the crazy thing about that is there's so many businesses online, right? I'm dealing with very sensitive information to ask someone to give me their name, mm-hmm. their address, how long they've been there, send me a picture of their driver's license, their bank account details. This is very sensitive information. Right. But the thing about this, the reason why people are open to it is because of how comfortable I've made them feel. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it's got to be so exciting for you. So right. encouraging. It's, it, it, it does kind of get a bit surreal sometimes when I do look back and I think that, even when I go through some of my photos and I see a few months ago we had 100 followers on Instagram. Yeah. Like now we've just gone over the 2K mark, but my business has been organically grown. 
you know what I'm saying? No, we haven't bought no followers, we haven't done none of that bullshit because I want us, I genuinely want to see it grow mm -hmm. from start to finish. Um, and it's going to be one of those businesses, 100% where you want to see, it's going to have a shitload of followers. It's, it's, it's going to be, everyone's going to be speaking about it soon. Mm -hmm. And everyone's going to be speaking about it soon purely because of this referral scheme. Mm -hmm. What Literally, there's no marketing and there's no promotion better than word of mouth. Mm. Once I pay 10 people, for example, I guarantee you, it will start. It will get crazy just off the back of that ten people, mm. because that's ten people who have experienced it. Mm. They can say to their networks, "Mate, I'm telling you now, this does work." Right? That's eighty percent of the job done. Yeah. Literally, eighty percent of the job done. Yeah. Anyone from there, you then I'll just start having people sign up just because they want to just refer someone. Yeah. It's a hundred quid at the end of the day. So why would why, why would you not? Yeah, do it. Exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? If I'm giving you free money, just for joining two parties together, it's a no-brainer, and it's no skin off my back. And it again, it brings more attention to my business, and it puts me out there. And that's yeah. and that's and I really I'm, I'm I'm really actually impressed in myself with that technique, because I was on the phone to my dad the other night, <laughs> and I was like, my girlfriend was going out. Well, she was meant to go out to her mate's birthday. And she wanted to drink, obviously. She didn't want to take an Uber from Brentwood to central London and I'm back. Um, so, and she didn't want to get trained over there. So I said, babe, imagine if like, we built an app, right? Where you drove your car to your destination and then we had a driver pick you up and drive your car home. That way you could go out, enjoy your night and get taken home in the comfort of your own car. And she was like, hmm, I think that'd be a sick idea. I genuinely believe that could be that potentially could be something purely because there are so many people that would drive their car to a club if they knew they would safely get home. Hundred oh, percent. Saves you money. Saves saves you money having to spend a cab and an Uber there, right? And saves money getting Uber. <laughs> getting <laughs> Uber. Uber. <laughs> getting an Uber home. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Petrol money. Put a score in the tank. You know it's going to get you there. Probably get you home. Yeah, I'm not driving Ferrari, but yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 a, it's a, it's a, that's a good idea, right? So that's something else that I'm working on. But no, you shouldn't have said anything. Oh, wait, I'll be <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna patent it. Would you would you would you sell multi-car storage? Nah, wouldn't. Purely because it's my baby, yeah. and I love I love what we do, and. Would you I say it's your first proper business? My first proper business, 100%. Right. It's my first proper business. And like I said to you, I knew I, knew I was always going to have that one business. Right. And I know this is that this is that one business. How did you see it like, growing? We're, we're, we will become the auto-trader of, of Instagram. And to a point where, where I'm looking eventually to be incorporated in Instagram's app. Like, like that. To, that. to that extent where... There's going to get a point where Instagram's going to start selling businesses or have features where businesses can be incorporated, right? And that's the road I'm definitely going to look to go down eventually because the thing about social media is AutoTrader works because people that are looking for a car will go to AutoTrader. Mm. Social media works because someone might be looking for a car might not have gone on all trade yet, or someone might not have been looking for a car and just see a banging deal and think, shit, you know what, I'm not upgrading my car. Right. So, 
Australia you're restricted to that one audience of people that are looking. Social media, everybody's your audience. Right. Everyone. Right? So I know for a hundred percent fact my audience is bigger than auto traders because auto trader have that restriction there where they can only be marketed to people that are looking. I don't have that restriction. Right. So uh, right. Instagram, you, you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah? Right, 100%. In Instagram yeah. has uh, over a billion active daily users. Yeah. Right. I have access to that. Right. You, get, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can like, almost trigger that subconscious thought that they might actually want you go. There you go. Got you. And you'd be surprised got you. how many people are actually, how many people actually come to me and said, oh, I was in for a car, but your deals mm -hmm. were so, so crazy. I couldn't, I, I tried to inquire. So if somebody offered you a million pounds mm. and a house, paid for, mm. would you take it? No. Okay. No way. No way, purely because I could probably make a million, I could probably make a million pounds in a year's time from my business. Right. Easy. Yeah. Easy. I could make a million pounds in a year's time. Easy. If I'm doing volume, yeah, me selling, Right, let's put this into figures. If I'm doing 10 cars a month, right, and I'm making a grand profit on each one, right, in a year's time, that's 120 grand. That's just me limiting it to 10 cars a month. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a point where I'll be doing 50 cars a month. Do you know what I mean? Have you thought about doing that, what you're doing now, with something else as well? Uh, what do you mean? As an extension. So you've got like the car selling, and then you've got like boat selling, mm. or you've got whatever else you sell. Yeah, to be honest, um, I've always been watch unreal at like social media marketing, right? Um, right. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know how I've been so good at it, but I've just known how to put something to put something underneath someone's nose, and just make it. So, so it's enticing. I feel I feel you've got a really good understanding into yeah. human psychology. I do. And which I do. is obviously like, key to, yeah, yeah. to marketing. Always, and I've got and I'm very like attention to detail. Right. With everything I do, just from the way I dress to where my business looks. Like you've seen my page. My page is flawless. Yeah. And you 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 will come across that page and you won't see anything like that on Instagram. It's simple, it works. And someone and someone can go in there, and someone can understand exactly what it is and what we do. Like they don't have to call and say, oh, um, "What do you do exactly?" Because it's all in the tin. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah, literally, I'm just looking forward to multi cars direct growing in the next couple of months. This got the guy that I mentioned that's um, been in the car game for a few years. He started up his own dealership, um, and he's going to have his own. He's going to be like uh, finance, he's going to have his FCA license as well, which will make things a lot easier, which means we can make more money. Right. Right. And he's probably one of the very few people I can work with because he works at the same pace as me. Right. right. And that's my problem in business. Right. And that's my problem with some of the people that I've worked with up to the point where I am now, not because direct, we wasn't on the same page. Right. Well, this is, that's, that's exactly what we say. Mm. Like, we know how fast we can grow the business. Mm. Obviously, you need people to help you to grow yeah, the yeah. business mm. faster as well. Yeah, yeah. But it's finding those people who Love are going to be like you, who are going to grow at the rate yeah. that you want to grow at. Yeah, yeah. That's the challenge. Exactly. But you need to have people around you who you look up to or you respect. Right. You need to respect your peers in business. If you don't respect the person you're in business with, it's only going to go one way. Yeah, yeah. It's going to go tits up. Do you know what I mean? 
That's what I'm saying, like, which is why it's vital to have anyone in your business. They need to be an asset. They need to have a reason to be the in your is better than you. They do. Yeah. They, 100%. Because it motivates you. And you won't be slacking. This guy that I might go into business with, he's better than me at what I do. Right. Right? He's got better links than I do. Right? I look up to him because he does more cars than me a month. He does, he does anything from 20 to 30 cars a month as a middleman. Right. Right? I look up to him and I think, Jesus Christ, I would love to do those numbers. Right. And I can't wait to get into an office with him to see how, to, you learn from him. See how it works. Yeah, so, so yeah, because at the end of the day, we are human beings. We can't know everything. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and we can't, we can't teach. In, in this life, like, it's impossible for us to know everything. But we're still at a point in our lives where we can learn from each other. Mm-hmm. And you should never feel shy or embarrassed about learning from someone. Right. Because at the end of the day, someone's always going to know something that you don't. Mm-hmm. But if you can learn from that person, why not? Because at the end of the day, knowledge is power. And my dad said that to me from a very young age. Knowledge is power. And the more you know, the better, the better you're going be, to be as a human being. And a better understanding of life you're gonna have. I wish I read more books when I was younger. Wish I read more books. Yeah. I read now. Yeah. Um, because knowledge truly is power. Big time. Big time. How important do you think developing yourself and your mindset as a person is to be successful? Mate, you need you, you need to be developing yourself because when so for example Let's say, for example, Multicast Direct, we had a sit down with a huge company that wanted to incorporate us or bring us into their business or do some branding or sponsorship, for example. I'm going to be sat at a table with some serious flipping people. The only way I'm going to be a bit clued up is if I've done some research and developed my my understanding of business. And Mm -hmm. you know what I'm trying to say? Because it's almost like preparing, preparing yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to prepare yourself for the big fish. I mean, you're sat at the big table because these people are going to be saying things that you might not have ever heard of. Mm-hmm. But you need to be able to sit there and understand what these people are saying. Because if you don't, opportunity gone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you could not only, not not only do you look stupid, but it looks bad on you as a business mm-hmm. because it looks like you're unprepared. Mm-hmm. Like I watched um I watched this new TV series called Startup something you should actually watch because it's about um, this girl she um, sets up something similar to Bitcoin where is this? Right. it's um, on uh, I'll give you the link to it's like a TV series um, she started up something called Gencoin which is meant to be the new Bitcoin but even more secure right? she actually got that company stolen from her because she was so quick to sign the papers she didn't know what she was signing she didn't have no legal representative next to her she literally just signed, and what she didn't realise was the guy that she, that she was initially selling to, he brought a third party into the business, right, and, and made it seem like, yeah, this is a company that will help you, right, he didn't tell her, he also owned that, that third party business, so now he owns two thirds of that business, which means he's the majority shareholder, right, so she literally lost her business, just like that, and as you can imagine, Bitcoin as a currency is crazy, mm. right? Ridiculous money to be made. So, and where she's got the new the, the, the new version that's even better than Bitcoin, she got screwed. 
And that's all because she didn't read, she didn't understand, and she wasn't smart enough to have some sort of legal representative with her. So, again, you're only going to know about them sort of things is if you've read upon it and you've had some sort of dealing oh, with it. Mate, so many people have been done through legals like yeah. misunderstandings. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, just because people are too eager to sell or people too, too eager to do a deal. Yeah, yeah. They just want to just sign. They think, oh my gosh, you're offering me 200 grand. Yeah. Really? Tell me what's sign. Caught up in the moment. Caught up in the moment. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And don't get me wrong, I do understand why you get caught up in the moment, but you've got to be a step ahead, mate. And if you've developed yourself... And if you've de developed yourself, before, you're going to be going into that meeting clued up, prepared, ready for mm -hmm. the worst. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But the only way you're going to do that is if you're prepared. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I'm looking forward to having you back on in however long it takes. Yeah. And looking back and saying... Seeing where it's yeah, at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You predicted it. And then yeah, talking yeah. about how you got it there. How, how you got it there. Mm -hmm. That's the next step, man. No, it's all Going to your business, I'm telling you, Within three hours, yeah. So I posted this on someone's on someone's page, yeah. If I'm telling you, within three hours, this post has been viewed by sixty-two thousand people, yeah, and twenty-eight people have saved it, yeah. And off the back of that, there's been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve people that have DM'd you about that post, right? And off the back of them twelve inquiries, six people have applied for finance. This is all the same day, bro. All the same day. Mm. And then, what? Who got approved? 160 grand that got approved. That's probably like two, three cars. But if I'm saying to you, off the back of 400 pounds, because that's how much I'm selling, well, at the time I was selling for 500 pounds a month, I'm saying that's 250 now, because I'm being a bit more humble with it, because it wasn't working at the time. Yeah. Um, so if I'm telling you off of 250, you could potentially, even if you sell one car for, for investing 250 quid, return investment's mad. Yeah, 100%. It's yeah. mental. Yeah. So why would you not say, yeah, all right, fuck it, it's 250, let's yeah. try it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Next, the next seven days, another 12, that's another 160 grand worth of cars submitted, bro. Do you know what I mean? 100, 100 grand approved, right? And then, some more examples, 24 hours, 118,000 people viewed it. Again, same day inquiries, same day submissions, next seven days. Bro, the numbers are stupid, bro, and then the stats from me posting it on those pages, like, it, it's ridiculous. 36,000. views, 2,500 2, profile views. Like, it's, yeah, it, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Like, the proof is all here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can't have passed it. You can't have passed it. Yeah. Like, even here, mate, 552 website clicks. Fucking hell. What's that? What was that from? Being posted on the pages that have been posted on Instagram. Do you know what I mean? So if you put this in front of a business owner who understands the power of what's in front of them, yeah, yeah. even for someone who doesn't understand the power of what's in front of them, they can understand those numbers. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm someone, I sat down with someone and was like, oh, mate, it's like, that's mental. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm putting in front of my director. He said, I'll give you a shout even if they say no. Never heard from a guy. Never heard from a guy. How do you get to get so much the decision maker? What is in what you do? Well, is so leadership is it easier to do? Um, so, what do you mean? Like when you're trying to speak to the decision maker. Right, okay, yeah. So, cool straight away, I'll speak to the sales manager. I'll speak to the sales manager. He, he would have the authority to say yes or no, he's doing business. Or he might then go to his director just to get the okay. Right. 
Um, but I've dealt with a lot of sales managers that are happy to do deals because, like I said, like, it's no money out of their pocket. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And at the end of the day, they get a car sold. Why would you, why would you, why would you say no? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. So even I've done a deal, I've done a, I've done a couple of same day deals and some of them dealers can't believe it. Some of them are like, yeah, mate, come down and take pictures of our stock. Videos, do what you want. Some people can't believe it. Some people will be more responsive than others. Yeah, it's business, isn't it? Yeah. It's just value first. That's it. That's it. As like a final kind of, one of the final questions, what advice would you give to someone starting out? Young entrepreneur starting out? I'd definitely say just believe in your brand. Believe in your brand. Don't let someone tell you that you can't do it. Because... I have people telling me, oh, this isn't going to work. Um, you've just got to understand your market, understand what you're trying to achieve, and be realistic about the outcome or the potential outcome of what you're doing. And when I say about that, I mean, don't think, oh, in a year's time you're going to be a millionaire or your business is going to be booming. Don't get me wrong, depending on your business, it might, it, it could happen overnight, mm. do you know what I'm saying? It's the nature of the business. Um, what I'd say is, research is key, depending on what you're doing, because you need to understand your competitors, you need to understand your market. If you're lucky enough to kind of get in where there's no one else doing it, then you're laughing. Um, but definitely, I'd say, research is key, um, believe in yourself, Rome wasn't built in, in a day. At the end of the day, um, some of these things take time to build. Um, some of the biggest businesses take years to get off to get off the ground. Um, so it's just about having patience, and don't bring too many people into your business from an early stage as wow. well. Right. Definitely say that because you don't need people telling you how to run your business from an early stage, mm -hmm. especially people that don't warrant that. That's a bloody unbelievable. Unbelievable yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. Because the other day, even the other day, I had someone, a dear friend of mine, and I'm not, I'm, I haven't got a bad word to say about him. He's in business development, and he was so insistent on me, on him going to clients and pitching the business and us doing this. But he wants to be like a partner. Right. I was like, I think you've had a few. Oh yeah, I mean, people always want to jump on. People always want to jump on because, and I, and I, and I don't, mean, I don't want to say, right, depending on who wants to jump on, I might consider it. Right. If you give me a reason to have you jump on and become a partner, I'm all for it. Right. Mm -hmm. If you can bring my business to a whole different level that I can't, I haven't thought of, all day long let's talk. Mm -hmm. But if you're just one of those people that just sit on a fence and you're a mate yeah. and you've just seen some of these and you think, oh yeah, you can, you can do something, dropping it out. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? One problem that I've that you're gonna have is that, and, I, and people always say, don't mix business with friendship, right? Depending on the business, right? Don't mix it with friendship. If you're gonna do it with your, if, if you're gonna do it with your friend, make sure your friend's got a, something to bring to the table. Don't do it just because he's your mate. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Do it because you can bounce off of each other and you can work with each other. Mm -hmm. So you have bad experiences with that. Yeah, mate. I not not that I brought anyone in. I've just had like when I started up for real, my my clothing brand. I had like one of the boys messaging me saying, "Oh, how much have I got to put into to book up to, to be a part of it?" This this mate had nothing to bring to the table, no value to my business whatsoever, whatsoever. He just felt like he was entitled to it because of because of money and because I'm running it and because he's my friend. 
Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's so many people in the world like that, though. Yeah, so many people cool. in the world like that. How, how have you got this firmness about you that you can say no? Or does it hurt to say no? Of course it hurts because it's an awkward, it's an awkward conversation, isn't it? Right. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to say no to him because he's going to be upset about it. <laughs> so with awkward but, conversations, how do you how do you go about that? Mate, at, the end of the, at the end of the day, like, you need to look out for number one. And it's only you at the table at that point. Um, and the most, in people, the most important people are your family, if anything. So friends are like, what do you call it? Accessories to an extent, right? You're only ever really gonna have your family to the death. Yeah, that's guaranteed. Yeah, friendship's not guaranteed. Right, so having those sort of awkward conversations, if your friend takes that conversation the wrong way and doesn't want to be your mate, he wasn't a true friend. Right. You should be able to tell your friend straight up, to be honest, I don't think this is right for you at this moment, and your friend should take that on their chin, and if he's a real man, or if he's a real friend, he'll go and do some stuff and come back with a plan and give you a reason to want to work with him. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it, that's, that's what I would do. That's it. If you're telling me right now you don't believe I've got value to your business, I will show you what value I can bring to your business. Yeah. And the, the, you know what I'm saying? Don't just come to me and say, oh, what can we do together? What do you mean? How much do you have to put in? So what? I, I don't need an investor. No. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. I need, if anything, I need people that are going to be vital to this business and I'm going to benefit from. Right. I can get investment from anyone. Yeah, yeah. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Your money is no different to his money. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather go with a person's money who can actually bring some, some things it's to the table. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? Right. And this is, this is the exact same thing as what we say as well. Mm. Literally. Um, but, mate, thank you for coming. No, no thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Out. Your story, unbelievable. Like, seriously, seriously wise words. Mm. Like, I've learned a lot of there. You've been through so much. Like yeah. you've been through, like the ups, the downs. Mm. You've been through fucking, like, literally everything. So no, thank you, man. Pleasure, man. Pleasure, bro. Pleasure. Thanks for having me, man. Wait.